Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and this is the podcast 100% dedicated to lacrosse goalies, where it is my job to interview the best in our sport, at our position, to pull out the techniques, the tips, the mindsets, anything that you can use to improve your own game. And in this episode, we're interviewing Kaylee Waters, one of the best female goalies in the game. Just listen to this list of accolades. Two-time National Goalie of the Year at UNC, number one draft pick, in the Women's Professional Lacrosse League, former member of Team USA, including being the youngest member of Team USA during the 2016-17 campaign, and a 2016 national champion with UNC. Kaylee is a wealth of knowledge at this position, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kaylee Waters. Before we get started... With Kaylee, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goalie Rat Camp. And instead of telling you about all the benefits of this camp myself, I want to play a testimonial that I recently got. Coach Damon, I want to thank you for putting out such a great product. Three weeks ago, I knew nothing about how to train my son to become a goalie. He played midfield, he played um, defense for the past four years, Uh, he's nine years old. He stepped up when his team needed a goalie, and uh, here we are three weeks later. We worked every day. I uh, binge-watched the videos over and over, and uh, definitely, definitely, definitely helped me um, more than I could ever imagine. Uh, There was one part in your video that um, you referred to uh, moving like a boxer. I'm a former world champion kickboxer, and my son didn't think I could help him for whatever reason. And once I showed him the video and you said to move like a boxer, he got it. He understood now. He understood. He understood now. Now he understands now. He really gets it. He understands that I can help him, and I, I thank you for that. Thank you so much. Anybody out there needs help becoming a goalie, or any parent out there needs help becoming a, a coach, definitely, definitely, definitely buy this product. That was Chris the Cannon Wagner, former kickboxing champion and now a lacrosse goalie dad. And thank you very much for that testimonial. And good luck with your son, Chris. For everyone else, if you want to check out the camp, it's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. It's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Well, cool. My next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Kaylee Waters, uh, UNC grad, member of Team USA, now coaching at Stanford, I believe. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you. And yes, I was coaching at Stanford, had a uh, good stint with them in 2018 as a volunteer assistant, but recently moved back to North Carolina. I'm actually near uh, my alma mater, UNC, and I work in Durham, North Carolina. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Maybe you could um, tell the story of when you first started as a goalie. 
Okay, well, goes back to seventh grade, which I don't even know how many years ago that was now. Um, anyway, I had started out as a field player, and uh, like most people, they're like, oh, their team needed a goalie. So uh, my situation was I somehow always opted out as the rotational goalie just because I played soccer and baseball, and uh, I couldn't always make it to every game. But this time, seventh grade, things started to get a little more serious. There was a travel team, and they wanted a goalie who could consistently play in the cage. And I'm from a small town. The coaches in my town knew that I had three brothers and uh, that sort and thought, you know, Keely probably won't be uh, afraid of the ball maybe as likely as other people. So they thought, okay, let's, let's try you out in there, Kaylee. And it's like, okay, why not? So many people are pushing me. So I did. And uh, I made a compromise. Like, Hey, I'll play goalie for one half. If you let me play field the other half. I just absolutely loved running the field, attacking. Mm -hmm. I'd always done that in all the other sports. And um, it just kind of, I got in goal in there. Like, I got to play field a few of the games, but then they were like, no, we got to keep you in. Just, I think they saw the nature of it, that uh, I could hold my ground in there. And um, for that, I'm very thankful. And yeah, that was seventh grade and there it just caught on. Nice. So was it, was it one of those things that sort of really came natural for you or was there one particular like camp or season or, um, moment where everything just kind of clicked for you? Yeah, I don't think I really realized that it came natural to me at first. I remember learning the position and thinking, it's so weird that I have to have my two hands at the top of the stick. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to move my stick like that. I'm used to baseball or football. and um, But I don't know. I think it was more just the support of my teammates and coaches around me that made me realize, okay, this is a pretty fitting position for me. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably say it was more my freshman year of high school that I felt like it became more natural for me. Just that the fact that I was able to play on varsity my freshman year and have those older girls shoot on me and also just compete at that level in high school. Yeah. One of the things I've talked about with other female goalies is, you know, just this concept of like wearing all the gear because it's very different than the field players. Like they don't have to wear the helmets and the, and the gloves. Was that ever, was that ever an issue for you? Something you struggled with or you never had a problem with that? So in high school, I definitely didn't like the rule of the shin guards. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I didn't, I didn't mind the helmet, the gloves, the chest protector, and the thigh pads I wore in high school. But for some reason, the shin guards bothered me, not actually while I was playing. I think it was more just the looks of it. I felt like I didn't need it. It was a hassle to put on. They were big and clunky, that sort. So when it came to equipment, um, that was probably the only thing that bothered me were the shin guards. And it was a mandatory rule in high school. Mm -hmm. So there were times that uh, I would try and get away with it. But essentially it would be a penalty on the team (laughs) (laughs) so I had to just bear with it and yeah over the summer when it was super hot out I didn't like to wear it but club also made refs made me wear it 
Yeah. Every um, goalie has, you know, a little bit of a different style in terms of how they play. How, how would you describe your style? Yeah, that's a good question because I think it took until I was kind of later in college to figure out my style. I just kind of played a lot off of instinct mm-hmm. and less technical in a sense. But um, I would say my style is aggressive and not that I yeah just aggressive and like to play out of the crease cool one of the things I'm you're a smaller goalie like five four five five right so I would say yeah I say you sort of rely on uh your quickness quite a bit um you know I'm for for a um for a male goalie, I'm on the shorter side at five, eight, and that's kind of like my style as well. So I see a lot of similar elements of, you know, not necessarily taking up as much of the cage as the other bigger goalies, but just kind of relying on, on your quickness and your ability to, to attack those shots. And I, I think that would be an accurate way to describe your style. Would you agree? Yeah, certainly. And I think I'm just lucky that came with um, athleticism and I think just playing multiple sports and always being active that's another one is uh, when I started playing goalie it was really hard to feel contained in that crease because like I said I played other sports and I really like the attack mindset and scoring goals and here I'm having to stand and watch and um, so I really enjoy being active in other ways than just having to step and save the ball so I do think that goalkeepers they can be very beneficial in that way whether there's um, an attacker who's open down low that you can look to pick off the pass or even a ground ball out there Um, yeah all those plays matter so definitely yeah that quickness and feistiness yeah well they 100% matter I mean they're just as just as good as a save really if you can pick off a pass or or scoop up a ground ball out in front of the crease so yeah that that matters for sure what about um, some of your lacrosse goalie idols or some of the people that, you know, you really learned quite a bit from? Who, who are they? And, and if you remember, what, what specifically did you take from, from their game into your own? So definitely as I got older into high school and I realized, okay, I could go to college. That's when I started to dig deeper into the what's going on in the lacrosse world. I was kind of consumed in, I don't know, just, high school and other sports mm-hmm. but once I looked into that I remember Devin Wills definitely she uh stood out to me as the idol I think in the sense that um when I was brought on as a goalie there was always that stereotype of whether it's shape or size or athletic ability and I think Devin just really showed that um you truly have to be an athlete to be a goalie and that um she had a great leadership and um, just her consistency to play at a high level for many years. And so it was really cool to be able to play alongside her with the U.S. for a few years. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Play alongside the the people that you learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, how about, you know, as you, as you went from that youth to the high school to, to college to maybe even Team USA, how, how have you seen your goalie game evolve through those different stages, if at all? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, definitely from high school to college, and then once I was in college, I saw it evolve into more of understanding the defensive aspect to it. 
Mm. So kind of how the defense should move, you know, their everything that's going on. Whereas high school, I think I was more just focused on, okay, having to save the ball and less about the defensive game plan. Whereas in college, that's very important because you want to be, you want all your defenders to be on the same page along with the goalie. And then that was the same for us, but had to keen in even more just because of the way that we had played of coming out of the cage. Um, mm-hmm. The goalie was very, very involved in that sense. Uh, also, I think communication wise of uh, having to step up and be a leader in high school could kind of just get away with uh, saying the location of the ball in a sense. <laughs> but uh, as they got into college and professional, it's uh, very important to be clear of what is going on. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and it really makes you know, it makes your job as a goalie easier because you're, you're trying to put your defense in positions where you see shots that, that you want to see, whether it be, you know, at a low angle from a far distance, highly contested. Um, so yeah, that, that's a great point. It's like m- maybe as you're younger, you're kind of focusing on making that save because it is hard at first, right? Like you've got so much going on and you might not want to focus on everything at once, but certainly as you get older, and the save movement becomes a little bit more second nature. You can start to, you know, be that leader of the defense, like you said. Exactly. Once you have that instinct and all the movements down as the, you know, as long as once you have those core goalie elements down, then keep uh, looking at the bigger picture of the whole defensive aspect. Yeah. And so, and then when you got to uh, UNC, you, you split time, right. With, um, with Megan Ward and, and both, you know, both amazing goalies, both winning goalie of the year. I, I'm curious what your experience was um, splitting time. And, and if, you know, if another goalie is in that situation, what's, what's your advice to them? Yes, yeah, certainly. I, uh, I love talking about this for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Megan Ward is just an awesome person outside of lacrosse. Um, not sure how, but we just connected right away. Uh, didn't feel as much like we were ever competing. We were competing for as our unit of UNC. And I think essentially that's what helped both of our plays that uh, we knew each other had it. We knew that we each had each other's back, mm-hmm. which was honestly pretty comforting to be in the cage during a game of knowing, Hey, I, if you can recognize as a goalie that you're not playing well, that's huge. You know, you have to swallow that pride sometimes. And with Megan and I, we could recognize that, but lucky for us, we had another great goalie backing us up. So uh, I give Megan a lot of credit as uh, the older goalie of kind of just nurturing that. And uh, there are times that she wasn't, you know, she would say during a timeout, Hey, I'm not seeing the ball put Keely in and it was vice versa. And so just that, really supportive group and we just had fun in practice I think that was the most important is that we didn't get too hung up in the little things you know we laughed about what we could connect about there's just really funny stuff that goes on as goalies that only we can see from our perspective Um, yeah so she's just always been great fun to play with and um, for the young people out there or anyone who's splitting time with goalies I think it's it's less about yourself. You know, don't be so consumed in what you're doing compared to the other person. And I think that's 
what helped drive our success is that I was never concerned about what maybe I wasn't doing and what Megan was doing better than me. It's okay. Well, how can I do better for the team? Essentially just putting that team in front of yourself. And yeah, I mean, without Megan, we definitely wouldn't have been able, we wouldn't have won that national championship. So. Sure. And did you, when you guys were splitting time, was it, um, I mean, you mentioned kind of like some games where it was like, Hey, I'm not seeing the ball, like put, put the other one in, but was it on a more standard basis was it like you played the second half first half like how did how did that work so it kind of varied year by year uh, there were times that it was clear Megan was gonna start these mm-hmm. games like hey Kaylee you know I maybe had been hitting a plateau wasn't playing the best I could so hey we're just gonna try starting Megan now so then Megan would and then if Megan wasn't playing her a game then I would go in so it kind of pushed us to of hey we can't just play at this mediocre level it's true because there's another great goalie so um yeah it just you you always had to be ready because you never know what type of game you'd get in for and um yeah like I hadn't been my junior year Megan's senior year uh she started to start the second half of the season. So going into our uh, ACC conference play and then our NCAA tournament. So she kind of had more majority of playing time, which was totally fine. We won great ACC championship in overtime. And then uh, in our final four, uh, Megan came up during a timeout and said she wasn't seeing the ball. And then I got my opportunity and that was really fun but just to always be ready and same thing you know I remember I didn't play well once in a game for Syracuse and wasn't seeing the ball and then Megan was able to step up and you know those at the end of the day those games can make or break your season just based on your your rankings Mm -hmm. and you know you only have that one next game to play so yeah really good Um, I think that's good advice for anybody in that situation is always be ready like even if you're going in the second half like you need to be mentally like tuned into the game and you know during the timeout like you're you're there first one there saluting the other goalie and and just always being ready during film warm-up you know we both were on the same page it was never oh because she's a starter she's gonna get more of this like we both had to be in tune and I mean you see that across all sports too it's just cool whether it's college football or other lacrosse teams have came across that too yeah definitely what are your summer what are some of your uh favorite drills to do so my favorite is just seeing a lot of shots mm-hmm. that's not really a drill but <laughs> still across goalkeeping just a variety whether it's boys girls some who like getting close far out uh, but when it comes to drills i enjoy for individual drills without anyone else you know you can't get anyone else to shoot on you or you don't have a cage I do a lot against the wall mm-hmm. so whether it's practicing my clearing or just a lot of hand eye I juggle against the wall or I'll just move forward and back throwing against the wall working on maybe my offside hip keeping my hands in front uh, another great one that I learned from a coach at UNC Phil is to when you're throwing it against the wall to aim for the crack because then it will shoot back either super quick. So that's working on my quick hands driving low or it'll 
bounce up funny, you know, work on having to reach for that interception. Um, yeah, you just can't predict it as well. So it's just really keeping you on your toes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, with all your experience now, is there any goalie advice you'd go back and give the young Kaylee Waters? Uh, good question. I don't think so. I feel pretty fortunate my journey. I think a lot of it has to do with playing multiple sports that I didn't get so consumed in lacrosse at an early age where I didn't kind of beat myself up about my performance or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that then when it did come to the high level, I was able to focus in on it and kind of never get, um, worn out. So, but I do attribute my ability to kind of always have fun with the position. It doesn't always seem glamorous if, um, you're in a drill and it's for the attackers, but there's always something you can get out of it and you can kind of choose your attitude with it of whether you want to think that that drill stinks because they're shooting right on top of you, or you could take it as, Hey, I'm working on up close shots. Who cares if there's no defenders? Um, so yeah, just kind of that. I had a lot of fun with the position and I still continue to do. Yeah, that's an important point. I mean, I think you find that many of the elite goalies really do, have fun with it because when, when you are having fun, like you're exactly how you need to be as a goalie, like relaxed and, um, and loose, you know, as opposed to like tight and tense, which is what you get when you're, when you're nervous and not having fun with it. So I think that's really good, really good, really good point there. Yeah. Um, how about a time in your career when you went through a slump? Did did you have that and, and how did you get out of it? Yeah, I'd probably say, I think, probably my junior year, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, I had been starting that season, and I just kind of plateaued. I don't know what it was, but I think that part of it was, I was getting too much in my head of I'm trying too hard to fix all these little bad habits that I have and kind of got too wrapped up in that instead of, you know, just taking a step back and just like playing a little more relaxed. I think that just was almost kind of trying too hard. Yeah. And so I'm in and being too nitty gritty and hard on myself. But as I said, I'm thankful that, we also had Megan and she was a great goalie. So even when I wasn't playing my best and I had, I think that I kind of plateaued, I wasn't really getting better. And I like to continue to get better for the team. And as the season goes on. Um, so then Megan stepped in and uh, that kind of allowed me to just kind of regroup. And it happens as goalies. I think um, every goalie kind of maybe goes through a slump, whether it's a game or a few weeks, but uh, as long as they don't get too wrapped up in it and don't, Like I said, if they're not hard on themselves and realize, you know, that they are a skilled goalie, then they'll be able to get through it, to have that confidence too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Another interesting point there is just your self-awareness in, um, you know, understanding that you've plateaued. I think that's hard for a lot of goalies because 
um, you know, one for any athlete just to recognize that, Hey, like I'm not getting better. I might, I might've reached a plateau and I need to do something a little bit different so I can continue on that trajectory uh, of getting better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't making the saves that I thought that I could have. And, uh, then that was just, okay, I got to kind of move forward instead of looking back so much. Yeah. Interesting. Um, sticking with the mental game topic a little bit, like what do you, um, when, when, say you have a game and you let in, you know, I don't know, four or five shots in a row, you're having a rough game. What's kind of your approach to get back on track? So that's a great question because I think it took a lot of experience to kind of figure out how do I get past that? Um, I don't think that there's one answer that fits everyone. Sure. So for me, I had learned from uh, my head coach, Jenny, she had said, look, uh, kind of the game doesn't have a memory in the sense that once a play happens, another play is already going to happen. So don't think about that past play in a sense of just playing in that moment. And uh, when those shots keep coming, I just kind of take a deep breath and focus on maybe the draw that's about to come up. And what helped a lot for me is cheering on my teammates and being that vocal leader, because then in my mind, I'm not thinking or revisualizing that that shot that just went in I know that I'll have time after the game or later that week to look at film but right now I need to stick to me and how I know I play yeah I love it yeah that's a really strong tip for for young goalies and when dealing with the mental game is just just to stay in the moment because like you said anytime you start thinking back like oh man I should have saved that one or you're still thinking about the previous play you're not in the moment and you're not going to play as well. And it also, it's the other way too. If you start thinking like ahead, like, Oh no, what happens if I, if I let in this goal, um, you know, you also mentally psych yourself out. So it's all about being in that moment and reacting. And like you said, whatever each goal is different, whatever works for you, you know, whether that's cheering on uh, your opponents, uh, not your opponents, your, your teammates, like, like you do, or that's just, you know, some, breathing exercise or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever it takes, just, but just stay in that moment is kind of the key there. Yeah. And it's definitely a challenge. I believe uh, many goalies come across that too. It's as many people know, it's a mental and physical game as a goalkeeper, but uh, just experience helps and playing in all yeah. types of games and playing so many different kinds of games that's true yeah you know it's like the first time you go through it it might be really tough but you know what the second time you go through it not as tough because you've been yeah. you know and so just understand that as a goalie you're going to have to uh go through you're gonna have to go through it and the mm-hmm. second time you do you're gonna be better for it exactly cool um anything else you do to, to remain mentally tough or is it, or is it more about staying in the moment that that stuff we just talked about. I was curious if there's anything else there. I think kind of just going back to when I mentioned having fun, just still enjoying the position. Like even if say you let four in a row or maybe you let one in that you were thinking you're supposed to, there are still so many other aspects to the game 
that are enjoyable. You know, I, I play lacrosse one because I love goalkeeping, but it's more the team element and who I'm playing for. And so um, in the middle of the game, like if you're just, you only get excited or something when you play well of what you're doing as a goalie, then, you know, it's going to be hard to grow and find success. And so if you just find enjoyment within your team's performance, so, you know, even if you just let a goal in, but Hey, maybe you held off that other girl from shooting who you didn't want to shoot. Like that's fine. Or, um, you know, maybe your team did really well on offense just then, or you had to cause turnover something. It's continuing to find there's something to celebrate. And so, um, I've heard that at UNC is celebrate the little things and that definitely helps keep you on track and in the present. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, that's great. What about, um, you know, obviously goalies, we talked about it before, need to be leaders of the team, leaders of the defense. What, what are some of your tips for goalies out there um, to be that leader of the team? Yeah, definitely vocally. You know, that's an important piece as, you know, the goalies see the field and sometimes defenders' backs are turned. So um, vocally to be a leader, but in that sense, finding that line of when are you holding your defenders accountable, but when are you also supporting them? Because you don't always want to push them down of, Hey, you, you're not doing this well. You're not doing X, Y, and Z, but instead, um, how are you telling them in a supportive way of knowing, Hey, that's okay. I know you can get that next time or Hey, the other important part about leadership as a goalie is holding yourself accountable and telling your defenders that. So there are times that defenders do a great job of playing one-on-one defense or picking up putters and holding a, a crummy shot, but it still goes in. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's on the goalie. And so if you can hold yourself accountable and still tell your defenders that they're doing their job correct, um, that kind of helps with the whole cohesiveness of the unit and being a leader as a. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, you know, it's it's about taking responsibility for some of the shots that maybe you should have saved. Um, and then, like you said, just knowing, kind of knowing what to say to, to those defenders. Um, yeah. Not not always riding them, you know, but but also um, being supportive of them and then uh, communicating to the D and then doing that in like a confident manner. Like you might be a freshman on the team and, you, you know, you don't you don't have those leadership skills, but you can you can relay those commands, the ball position uh, commands to the on-ball defender, the slides. You can do that in a confident manner as a freshman. I mean, you know, yeah. nothing, you know, so I, I think that all those are important points. Certainly because no one else can kind of see from your perspective. So it's important for people to hear your voice. Awesome. What is your, uh, what's your current stick setup these days? I use an STX eclipse head uh i've actually been using monster mesh i don't really have a preference just kind of whichever is given to me and then my shaft is either a nike one or stx um same thing don't really have a preference i like to tape the top of it around the head to have a good grip uh that's art. nice you haven't you haven't moved to the stx eclipse 2 yet no, I haven't. Got to check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if you're an if you're an Eclipse OG Eclipse person, I think you, I think you really love the the two. I I um I I always played with an Eclipse in college, and then got the two, and it's 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 great. I'll have to give it out a try. Yeah. Been uh, fortunate with lacrosse to get some equipment for free, so just been going with that. Yep. Nice. Third by SKX for UNC, so. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for t- for taking the time, spreading your knowledge with with young goalies out there. Um, I guess if there's one last piece of advice you wanted to leave with with youth youth goalies, uh, what what would that be? My advice would probably be going back to what I said before of not being so consumed in saving the ball in the sense that I don't want them to think that the position is only, they're only good if they save the ball, because there are times that we've talked about, you'll go through slumps or you'll have a mental challenge and that's all part of the position. So if they can push through that and just keep training and being focused and also to take risks, whether it's playing out of the crease or playing different styles, because they're young and they still have a lot that they can develop. And um, even me, I'm two years out of college and there's still stuff that I'm working on and habits that I'm trying to get better at or other types of style. So uh, for them to just take risks and try different variations of playing, because I think that that will then create a whole kind of goalie who can play both, be very versatile instead of just one dimensional. And as I've also said, is just, find a lot of enjoyment with your teammates and the position and everything about it. Awesome. Very well said. If people want to find out a little bit more about you, is there, is there a place they should go? Yeah. I mean, they can go to my Instagram. It's just Kaylee waters and my emails on there. I tend to get reach people back if they um, hit me up with a question. I love, I appreciate being on this podcast because i uh, love talking goalie stuff so they can definitely find me there sounds good i'll link up to that uh when this show comes out and once again kaylee thank you so much yes you're very welcome damon great to talk with you likewise take care so there you have it hope you enjoyed that conversation with one of the best female goalies in the game that's kaylee waters Really interesting story. I especially like how she discussed splitting time with Megan Ward and how she dealt with that situation uh, because that's a situation that a lot of young goalies might go through. Really, you can go through it at any point in your career and how she focused on the team winning and pushing each other and having fun and not so much about the competition and, oh, I got to get the start, Uh, but just continuing to improve, making sure the team wins. And you know what? They won a national championship, and she was co-goalie of the year. And that's just goes to show you what results you can get out of that. So that's it for this week. Once again, hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. Lacrosse season is in full bloom. Get out there. Get some work in. Let me know how your season's going. Take care and be well. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.